Welcome to Branding Beauty, where beauty meets branding in a symphony of innovation and inspiration. I'm your host, Kira Lynch, and on this show, we deep dive into the dynamic world of beauty marketing. Join us each week as we unravel the stories behind the brands shaping the beauty industry, explore emerging trends, and chat with the visionaries who define the essence of beauty in our ever-evolving world. Get ready to uncover the secrets of successful branding in the beauty realm. This is Branding Beauty, where beauty gets a brand of its own. Welcome back, beauty enthusiasts, to kick off season two of Branding Beauty. In today's episode, we're diving into the dynamic realm of social media to explore the strategies and stories behind some of today's top beauty brands. From Instagram to TikTok, we're unraveling the secrets of success in the digital beauty landscape. I'm your host, Kira Lynch. And as always, we're back with my lovely co-host, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We did a bit of more of a professional. professional intro I'm very tongue-tied today did you notice that earlier you are you are you are the meeting this morning was very interesting I know what did I say I said something awareness or something I mixed up some letters I'm tired if I'm being honest it's been a long week but do you know what? It's it's very different. It's actually not been that long of oh, just contradicting myself. But you know when you're out and about versus when you're working from home or you're just at your desk. I've had like I think consistently for the past week days where I'm out with clients or I'm doing full day strategies and like in-person meetings. It's been a lot of that. So I'm I'm tired. I'm going to go a little bit easy on myself. <laughs> at least it's almost Friday. But you know what? Yeah. Isn't it so nice to be out and about though? It is. God, it feels like it's it's really getting back to that. It's really lovely. Yeah. And like even the conversation around travel again. I know. I see everyone on TikTok putting in like, do you know, the annual leave and make mm. sure you get it in and all these different hacks. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll take them on board. Definitely. But you know what? It's like, I think we've been going back to like personal travel a little bit I mean it's definitely leveled up again but like work travel I feel like there hasn't been work travel in a while um we may have some exciting trips coming up as a team which we can't really they're not confirmed just yet I'd say they're like 85% confirmed would you I'm so excited for them I know I know they're gonna happen they They are. are gonna happen we manifested hard as a team last year and we've had a really good start to the year and it's so exciting to be back for season two of Branding Beauty. Where where did we leave off? Was it October time? I think it was October time and a lot has changed since then. I think I'm really ready for season two. We've definitely upped our game a lot. We've done a lot more planning, feeling a lot more prepared and really excited I think for the year ahead. Yeah, we've, I think, I don't want to run away with it, but I feel like we've got most of season two planned out. We do. Yeah. We do. We're really, we're ahead of the game here, Kira. We have. And you know what? It's really lovely because what we've done this season is we looked back at season one, what episodes performed really well. And what what's nice is it actually was a mix. So we were some of the case studies. Um kind of going back to our roots a little bit I mean we're known for basically social media I feel like that's our hero service yes um so it's really lovely to see that some of the social media topics still 
plays such a big role in what people want to hear from us and the case studies do just kind of bring to life that in a little bit more of a realistic way of like okay when you give social media advice on strategy actually looking at brands that actually do it I suppose it kind of gives real life examples absolutely and I think the beauty landscape has changed so much even since we finished recording in October Mm. like there's a whole new list of trends social media updates so I'm really excited to just dive into all of that this season I think it's going to be unreal yeah definitely so we think based on the feedback and the stats and the listening and just kind of looking at what performed I feel like we've we've shaped a really really good season too so I really hope that everyone will like it we decided to kickstart the season with with a really interesting topic I think basically kind of complimenting what you said Sarah the landscape has changed so much and it's, it has. Not, it's only been a few months um so we thought we would look at some of the top beauty brands on social media at the moment specifically within beauty of course there are other industries <laughs> Um, but we we're very passionate about the beauty industry so we're going to be looking specifically at that um do you want to kick us off with your with your power yes (laughs) yes so in this season's inaugural episode of branding beauty our journey is going to really begin with a look at the top beauty brands on social media dissecting strategies that transcend platforms and resonate across audiences We'll be delving into the top luxury brands and shedding light on the rise of different content pillars for brands and those committed to making a really positive impact. First up, we're going to set the stage by understanding the overarching impact of social media on the beauty industry. Kira, would you like to kick us off with this? Diving into the first brand that we're going to talk about today is Armani. I get tongue-tied because my cat's name is Marnie, so Armani. (laughs) Anyway, Armani Beauty have a history of really famous ambassadors. I think when, you know, we work with fragrance brands a lot, so Armani comes up as a bit of a case study for us all the time. And I think one of the reasons that Armani stand out, for me anyway, is because they are a little bit old school in their marketing where they have really incredible celebrities at the forefront of their ambassador programs they've aligned some really key people in in culture I would suppose as well like people of the moment with their fragrance lines and it blended into their launches but they actually really then have a great a great strategy at integrating that on a I suppose just a a normal level as well like you know with influencers and who they align themselves then with that as well and I feel like on social media that is replicated really well with how they design their feed absolutely I actually love their social media I was only looking at it it must have been on Monday and just look because I know Sydney Sweeney is obviously massive everywhere at the moment and we will get into how she's partnering up with Armani in a bit but I just think the way they do their social media posts is so classy. Mm. Oh, and it just, it, it's never really changed, I guess, throughout the years. They've adapted a little bit, but that, I guess, classical element of the brand, it always remains a core pillar for them. Yeah. Do you know what? Their Instagram feed 
is reminds me of how social media was like seven, eight years ago. You know, when, and, and I say this as somebody who really like loves how a feed looks and appreciates the effort that goes into that. I say it because they do like their color blocking and their yes. campaigns and then everything is either in a three, a three post theme or it's like a nine posts. And I love that. I appreciate that. Like as uh, somebody who plans things out and looks at social media feeds, that to me is really inspiring. Um, So I think like elegance and aesthetics is definitely one of their core pillars within their strategy. They're known for their commitment to elegance and also sophistication. I think that definitely comes out in their design. And the brand often curates that visually stunning imagery to represent their luxury feed okay moving on to collaborations and influencer marketing which I think is a really big part of their strategy I think now more so than ever Armani are really partnering with a younger generation of influencers so we've got the likes of Camilla Mendes we have Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale we have Chase Stokes all these incredible actors and actresses and obviously recently on their Instagram they've also been posting about their latest partnership with Sydney Sweeney who is huge in the press at the moment influencer marketing too is really big in there as well they frequently engage in quite a lot of collaborations with influencers to broaden their reach and these partnerships they don't only just showcase I guess the brand's products in real world settings but they also leverage the influence of well-known personalities to enhance the brand's credibility and visibility and I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they go about this in 2024 because obviously what we're seeing online at the moment is a lot of de-influencing people don't really want to be influenced anymore they just kind of want to be casually sold to I guess there's not a huge gosh I don't know what it is maybe pressure around influencing so I think it's going to be really cool to see how not only this brand but a lot of the other luxury brands adapt to that market people just want authenticity and real reviews so I cannot wait to see how that turns out I think it's going to be a bit of a weird one for the brand to try and overcome but I do think it's possible okay so what what can we learn from Armani Beauty well first of all they're a brand that are really looking to the future So that means partnering with influencers and celebrities that are on the same level as the next generation, while it's also nurturing their lasting relationships. Um, Every one of these actors and creators are fans of Armani Beauty. So I feel like, you know, similar to what you've said, they're partnering with people that there is that affinity with the brand anyway. They are true brand fans. We've seen in the past with other brands when that's not done authentically it just falls flat on its face so if a brand's not doing that it really is have you not learned from other people's mistakes at this point um so really great to see that Armani is really leading the way with that because they do invest quite a lot of their budget into this side of marketing and it also kind of shows other brands that while you can have an amazing product and you can have the budget to get the ads out there I think it is really that community building piece that Armani do really well we've both mentioned it but it's from celebrities to real people to different 
different um, influencers from a large following right down to a micro level it is really like how Armani can be applicable to everyone and I think that's a really core part of community building because brands want to connect and I think if they don't have that or they can't see themselves in the vision of the brand and this just comes back to like basic basic marketing like things that we would do like years ago but yeah it's still really great to see that something quite traditional with marketing is still being brought into like quite a relevant social media strategy for a big brand like Armani. Are you a beauty brand looking to captivate your audience and elevate your online presence? Look no further. The Socially Cure Agency is here to take your social media game to the next level. We specialize in crafting stunning visuals and engaging content tailored specifically for beauty brands. Let us handle the details while you focus on what you do best, creating beautiful products and moving your business further offline. Visit SoshiKira.com to explore our social media management and content creation services because in the world of beauty, your brand deserves to shine. SoshiKira Agency, where beauty meets strategy. Amazing. I think we should move on to probably one of our favorite beauty brands here at Socially Care, the agency, which is Fenty Beauty. Oh my God. I feel like we talked about them loads last year. Yeah, we did. They came up in so many um, examples, like so many references that we had. And if anybody doesn't know Fenty Beauty, this must be your first episode listening to the podcast. I know. Because we talk about her a lot. Um, but Fenty is obviously the beauty brand that is owned by Rihanna. I mean, I love Rihanna. I'm such a fan of her. Um, and they launched, I actually don't even know. Oh, yeah, it says here. I'm just looking at my notes. Launched back in 2017. And I feel like when they launched, they kind of launched and have dominated a big part of the beauty landscape pretty much since then. Straight, I feel like they've been around forever. It doesn't feel like they only launched in 2017. They just completely went straight in, like they completely dominated on Instagram. Once Mm. TikTok became popular, they were on the ball straight away with that. Whoever their marketing team is, props to you guys because they're absolutely insane. Well, it's interesting you should say that. A friend of mine did actually work in their marketing team. Um, So I'll let her know. (laughs) Oh my God. Yep. Well done. Amazing work. Yeah. And I'm just looking at it here. So when they started the company back in 2017, they had a simple simple and clear message. A post on their feed from Instagram explains it herself. Fenty Beauty was created for everyone for women of all shades, personalities, attitudes, cultures, and races. I wanted everyone to feel included. That's the real reason I made this line. And I think we're going to talk about like their social media strategy highlights, because I think they have a lot that we could learn from. But I, I do feel that within that statement, I don't think anybody could disagree with things that they have done. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think they've really done a great job at like staying true to the Fenty mission. They have. And I think they really stuck out. I think they really stuck out back in 2017 when they first launched because they had 
like an incredible range of shades for every single skin type. And I think at that time, people were crying out for that, for more diversity. And I know we're going to get into that now when we talk about their, I guess, social media strategy highlights. Under the leadership of Rihanna, Fenty Beauty has been an absolute trailblazer in promoting diversity and also inclusivity in the beauty industry. The brand's, oh my gosh, the brand's social media strategy completely reflects the commitment that Rihanna has made. They feature a really wide range of skin tones on their social media, on TikTok, on Instagram, all the ads you see. There's so many incredible skin tones there. And they also are really big advocates of celebrating diverse beauty. And this approach alone has completely resonated well with consumers all around the world, I would say. Authenticity then is also a really big part for them. And Fenty Beauty is known for its authentic content that completely showcases real people using their products. Again, I think they were kind of ahead of the game here with UGC, user-generated content, on their social media platforms. And again, community is a massive part for them. They're always encouraging their customers to share their Fenty looks online. And I think that this strategy It not only highlights the versatility of the products, but it also builds a sense of community among followers that a lot of us do crave. You always want to feel like you're part of a brand's community and that you're being thought of and that your, I guess, opinions and thoughts are kind of being taken in by a brand. So that's something that I really, really like about Fenty. Yeah, completely agree with you. I think even looking at their product launches as well, I love Fenty because also a kind of similar to Armani, they're taking old school ways of marketing. And I say old school as somebody who's been around not even that long in comparison to some other people. But I think anything that we were doing 10 years ago could be considered old school at this rate. But actually taking that like product launch approach like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode and like okay like think about a launch plan I think what we do now because we're in this like fast consumer content consumption yeah I suppose phase that we're like we're watching content really quickly and we're kind of watching it and forgetting about it because we're scrolling so quickly we're launching products overnight like without even the build-up to them at some points like a teaser post a teaser story goes out the week before what I like about what Fenty does is actually they build up the buzz strategically so they're actually sharing the teaser videos the behind the scenes footage they you know they're really leveraging the Rihanna side of things as well which I'm going to speak about in a moment but you know those sneak peeks that I think we've kind of lost a little bit of that on social but that's really important to be engaging and actually bringing the audience into why they should actually care about when you're talking about a new product or when you're launching something new to the market. Um, And then that kind of leads me into the next point as well of actually engaging with Rihanna. I mean, like, okay, if you think about Fenty Beauty, one of the reasons that it got so big so quickly, the awareness was out there is because of Rihanna. Everyone loves Rihanna. I actually don't know anybody who doesn't like her. She's cool. She's stylish. Like her music is amazing. Like everything Rihanna does, I think you want to be involved in. And I think Fenty Beauty 
can survive without Rihanna's on every post, but I think they do kind of engage with her as a personality. So their social media often can incorporate her lifestyle or her personality and that includes like glimpses into the fashion choices that she's making her beauty routines even personal moments I think that they've shared like even throughout her pregnancy they don't depend on it but it can enhance what they're doing and I think they blend that line really well which can sometimes like a celebrity makeup brand can depend on the face too much which I know we've spoken about before I was just going to say that as well I think a lot of these celebrity brands that we're seeing these I feel like they're coming thick and fast these days but it's the celebrity is at the front of it all the time 24 7 and you really only know the brand because you know the celebrity you don't know the brand for its products or whatever but I think with Fenty Beauty I know the brand because of the iconic lip gloss bombs or because of the foundation or the highlighter that I've seen going viral on TikTok. I don't know it solely because of Rihanna. And I think that is definitely where they've kind of stood out, I guess, with their marketing and the way they've gone about their strategy. Yeah. Yeah, they're a testament. They're they're a good case study. They're just a great case study of like how to do it right and blend both of them. So it's no doubt that they are one of the top uh, beauty brands. I think maybe we forgot to say at the top of the episode, but we didn't just pick these brands because we like them, even though we do, but they were actually chosen based on their growth and engagement throughout the year. So these weren't hand selected by us. These are we're going on facts here. So Armani was one of the top luxury brands. Um, Fendi does fall in under celebrity, I'm pretty sure. But for me, I feel like they are a beauty brand. Like they I don't I know they are technically, but I don't class them under the celebrity umbrella because for all of the reasons we've just said, they do a great job at kind of not relying on that. Um we mentioned as well one of their missions was um you know creating a line for all people of all races of all skin types of all like kind of problems everything and I think they do a really great way within their social media of creating education around that so they do a lot of tutorials they do a lot of education on how to's and like I kind of hate this word, but like tips and tricks, it kind of makes me sound, I feel like we sound like magicians when we say (laughs) tips and tricks on social media. Um, But like how to use the product and how it can be for everyone. And I think that education piece sometimes can be lost on skincare because there's so much of it it's kind of like okay how do we appeal to everybody but actually they have gained authority within the beauty industry for the way that they've gone about it um which does kind of also link into cultural reference and social issue do you want to talk about this and then maybe what we can learn from them yes absolutely So when I guess when it comes to Fenty Beauty, they are known for their cultural relevance and also addressing social issues. The brand uses its platforms to express solidarity with social causes and they kind of are, I guess, contributing to its image as a socially conscious beauty brand. 
which is really important in 2024. I think a lot more consumers are looking at brands and what they stand for. And then they're like, okay, I'll purchase from them or I'll actually stay away from them and I'll find another brand. So I think that Fenty Beauty kind of has, again, really stood out from the beginning when it comes to cultural relevance and social issues. When we look at what we can learn from them, community Mm -hmm. is the number one word. Community is so powerful for them and they've really shown us that when you have an engaged community and an engaged comment section your followers are just going to keep coming back they're going to want to come back for more and a lot of the time I guess brands are looking at the top of the kind of funnel when it comes to marketing they're always looking at how to increase brand awareness and this is obviously the case with influencer marketing But I think that social media channels like Instagram can absolutely be used in different ways to Mm. hit your targets. I mean, 66% of brand community members have said that they are loyal to the brand. So encouraging your fans to engage with you and also engaging with each other, because that's really important as well for your community element. It can really pay off in the long run. They like, I mean, gosh, when I look at Fenty, when you look at their TikTok comments, they're always replying to people. always like that marketing team is on it they keep the conversation going they're addressing your concerns and they're speaking directly to the customer itself and if you do that with your beauty brand you're absolutely going to reap the rewards of a really engaged and active community yeah I mean I think as as two people in a social media agency even when we talk about social media marketing and we really value like the community management element and not every social agency will offer that as part of their package because you know it is sometimes an additional investment because it's time and everything but we don't even use it as an add-on for us it's like a non-negotiable it's part of the package because it's really important like you need a voice in your community and as a business owner you may not have that time but it is fundamental and I think even just looking at a brand like Fenty Beauty it kind of even just rings home that point again. It does I feel like a lot of brands they just don't recognize the importance of community and I mean I know myself and I'm doing community management for all of our different clients that we have Mm. the buzz that the customer gets when you reply to a message or a comment they really appreciate it. So I think that's something to definitely look at in your marketing strategy um, for 2024. It's just going to play a big part in what you do on social media. Yeah, for sure. Okay, will we move into the third and final brand on our top beauty brands on social media? Let's do it. One of the most talked about brands, I feel like this year. I know. And I'm actually using them, using one of their products today. Oh which one oh it's just a lip balm but it's really good it's it's a constant repeat purchase for me okay so this shows that not only is the brand aesthetically very pretty I yes. mean it's goals to be honest I even love the name but also the product performance is good it says what it does I and I think that's kind of important to note across all beauty brands that do well on social it's not just how a brand looks or aesthetics like if the if the products didn't perform 
you know, these brands would know about it because like we just said, the community management, like the audience wouldn't allow them, you know, I just think you would, you would get caught out if you weren't selling a good product. But our third and final brand for today is Summer Friday. Um, And this is a really, really interesting one because kind of similar to Fenty, they have that celebrity founder, whereas Fenty Beauty, sorry, Summer Fridays actually have two influencer founders. What you get is influence and also, you know, stunning content. So something, something that's really aesthetic. So Summer Fridays was created by Mariana Hewitt and Lauren Gores Ireland in 2018. Apologies if I butcher any pronunciations of names but since because they were already influencers themselves they understood that influencer lens and why creator-led content really works I think any social media manager that's listening to this will probably be blue in the face from trying to justify budgets and trying to get um, partnerships over the line but the reason why content from creators works is because it feeds into community and people using the product and it's real life and it's real people so there's a lot of things that we've already said in this episode that kind of home true to to those points um but they also as founders knew how to make engaging content themselves so that really really worked so we're going to just kind of whip through some of their social media highlights because I think there are so many we could be here for another three episodes. <laughs> but as always, we'll do like a whistle stop tour. Um, Sarah, do you want to talk us through the visual aesthetics and the cohesiveness of their strategy? Absolutely. Summer Friday, I think they really maintain, oh my God, such a gorgeous, appealing and cohesive aesthetic across all of its social media platforms. When you look at their TikTok, that's really lovely. And their Instagram, of course, is gorgeous as well. The brand is definitely known for its clean, bright and also really inviting visuals that align with its skincare products. And this consistency across the board helps in creating a recognizable and memorable brand image. I mean, when I first heard of Summer Fridays, it was because of their iconic lip balm and that packaging. Mm. I would buy that just to have it sitting on my desk alone because it's so aesthetic. Yeah. And that's how you know. And that's the difference when the brand is created by influencers and they know what content works well and what you're going to want to photograph. It's like the Aesop effect as well. Exactly. Do you know what? I think what I really like about their packaging as well is that it's really simple. So it's going to be easy to kind of mix it in with other products or create that really lovely aesthetic shot that you want. It's just going to blend in nicely as well. Yeah. And Clean Girl Aesthetic was the look for 2023. So it is with that, it's kind of no surprise that Summer Friday is really up there. Absolutely. And I don't I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of 2024, it still continues to be up there. I don't think Mob Wives is going to take over. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. I'm actually really interested to see how that plays out, though. I know. Well, get your fur coat on, Sarah. We're going to be making TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Stay tuned, guys. I know. I actually can't imagine, to be honest with you. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, look, similar to other brands, Summer Fridays definitely 
leverages that UGC style as well. They really have, because like we said, they kind of come from that creator background. So understand the importance of real people. So user generated content, again, leads back to community. It's it's showing what the product can do for different skin types, different skin tones, being that like inclusive. It also encourages followers to share their experiences and their skin skincare routines. I mean, like if we were, Sarah, you and I were to try products, we might have different experiences of them because I'm sure different skin types, different skin ages, um, you know, I might have like different uh, problems in you, like rosacea or like fine lines or dry patches. And yeah, it's just like, I think everyone's experience of a skincare brand can be different. And I think that's why UGC works really well is because you might connect with something that somebody else has seen and being like, oh, actually I have rosacea. This is how this product can help for me. And this is why UGC, I feel like Maybe when we have strategy meetings, people get a little bit like, you said UGC the last time we had a brainstorm. And I'm like, yeah, because it works. And like, that's what's still coming out on top. It is. I I mean, you know me, I'm a big fan of UGC. I just love yeah. it. People crave authenticity. I know my generation, like Gen Z, that's all we want to see. We don't really want to see the highly edited filtered videos anymore we want to see real people using real products and actually learn about their their experience I think it's going to be a huge part of strategies for 2024 because we are seeing de-influencing becoming a big thing and influencers I guess as we previously knew them aren't really that popular anymore People want Mm. to kind of look at the micro influencers or the creators, people with a smaller following who actually have a bigger reach. So I think that brands should really tap into that market and you will absolutely reap the rewards like 100 percent. Yeah, for sure. And I think even with that, one of the notes that we had for Summer Fridays as well is tapping into that UGC community but engagement through challenges and hashtags as well which we actually didn't point out with the other brands I think this is kind of more unique to Summer Fridays but it has a little bit of a ring to like Elf Cosmetics with it you know um which for anyone who didn't listen we did a case study on Elf Cosmetics last in our last season which like floored us with like the stats on how they became like the they created like the most viral campaign to ever happen on TikTok. Um, well, at the time of recording that episode, anyway, I don't know that if that's changed since. We must have a little look. Um, but that's in season one. I'll leave the link to that in the show notes because if you haven't listened to that episode, it's just a fantastic example of how your community can actually help you go viral by like creating like challenges and hashtags and things it feels a bit okay five years ago but it it's proof that it can still work so summer friday engages its audience through challenges and their branded hashtags these initiatives often encourage followers to share creative content specific to certain themes or challenges that they've got and it again it just has that sense of fostering that relationship because they're participating in the brand and they feel part of maybe the bigger vision and again exactly as you said it just goes back to what we say community is everything and if you don't have a community unfortunately you're not going to 
thrive online because even when we look at it from like a likes and followers standpoint you need a community to get your likes to grow your page to sell your products so it all links back into each other and it's just I feel like I can't describe enough how important it is I I could talk about it all day but I won't say so while you can talk about that all day the next point is something that I could talk about all day and sometimes I do (laughs) it's, it's like okay summer Fridays really taps into seasonally and I suppose of the moment content and I think as a digital agency and what we do for our clients is we leverage what people are searching for so we go in we find out what is going to trend what people are searching for because that is what is going to resonate with content that they're going to be interested in so if you know that in Q1 of the year it's it's most likely really cold we're going through seasonal change how that impacts your skin the heating's on and off all day you're going to be dehydrated you're probably not getting enough sunlight so you need a bit of vitamin c a bit of vitamin d you know there's things that we need in our skincare and just our overall wellness that people tend to start googling more okay how can i get you know what vitamin c should i be using what should i be introducing in my skin to get my glow back or my skin's dehydrated and summer fridays take this information and incorporate it into their content and I feel really passionately about this because we have all of the information like why wouldn't you incorporate that into the conversation that's what people are going to be interested in that's where you think about saveable shareable content which you know has that positive impact on your algorithm um as well I'm Sarah knows I'm really passionate about this, but when you talk about skincare, skincare solutions tailored to specific times of the year or in or in occasions, it works. It really does work. It does, and I think that's again the importance of a marketing calendar. Taking that time to sit down, yeah, have a look at what's coming at the year ahead, and really planning out your content. But also, I feel like when you look at the different dates or whatever seasons that are happening throughout the year, it makes it easier for you to create the content, and you're not worrying last minute. Oh my god, Valentine's Day is coming up, or I don't know, we're transitioning into spring. What kind yeah. of content can I create here? At least, you know, if you sit down at the end of December, start of January, and you really plan out what you're going to do for the year ahead, you're going to be on the ball. You know what you're doing, and that's really going to help you to grow online as well. So it all kind of taps into each other. Yeah, 100 percent. And I like, okay, fair enough. Look, we all hate more admin, but guys, the Excel sheet, it works. It works. I I don't know where I'd be without it to be honest sometimes oh god same same like we actually just came off a a meeting this morning we were going through like skincare trends for 24 and like even just the products that are trending so like you've got balms serums pimple patches I mean it's all happening but knowing that information we can be like okay we can create a product campaign around this we know that it's going to spike in like April May time okay so if that's our kind of campaign period let's think about it a week before what do we need to start not a week we were gonna we're gonna get rid of one week teasers okay 
going to a month ahead how do we start feeding into that kind of campaign messaging that's what we kind of talk about when we're looking at our marketing calendar and that's what these bigger brands are doing and I think that that we can learn a lot from them um Sarah to close out the episode do you want to just do a little synopsis on what we can learn from summer Fridays yeah, for sure. So I guess since Lauren and Mariana had an eye for influencer content, they completely injected that creativity into every single one of their posts. And the result is a feed that is full of really lovely, engaging videos and stunning photography that looks professional, but I think still feels really real and authentic. They've also collaborated really well with influencers to nail down that whole strategy as well. And don't worry, because I feel like this is a big thing. You don't need to be founded by influencers to thrive. But I think you do need to understand why influencer content works. Follow beauty influencers that fit in your niche and that resonate with your brand and what your brand is about and learn how they're handling their posts. And I think in time, it's really going to help you to develop campaigns that are going to be successful every time. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think Summer Friday is, again, another great example of just people who are getting it right. And I think there's a lot that we can learn from them. There is, gosh. And from every single brand that we've mentioned today, I think there's even bits from Armani and Fenty and Summer Fridays that you could take and put into one strategy and it would be absolutely perfect. Yeah, 100%. Um, And that's been our first episode back. I've loved it. I actually missed the podcast, Sarah. I did too. I really enjoy like sitting down every week and planning the episode and looking at the latest beauty news. So I'm excited to be back. I feel really positive about this season. I think it's going to be good. Yes, same, same. So um, yeah, we're going to be back next week. So we're going to be every Thursday for the next, God, 12 weeks um so yeah we're gonna do 12 episodes like season one we're gonna do 12 episodes of season two um and next week we're back with a case study I am so ready for this one I feel like the audience isn't ready but I've got my my notes prepped already do you god you're I'm ready to go I'm gonna have to do mine today (laughs) just so we're all ready to go um Okay, fab. Thanks, guys, for listening. And yeah, like we said, we'll be back next week with a really great case study that we know you'll love. Thank you for joining us on today's episode in the world of beauty and branding. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to stay in the loop with all things branding beauty, here's how you can show your love. Subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform to ensure you never miss an episode filled with insights and stories from the beauty industry. If you find value in today's discussion, we would truly appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave us a review. Your feedback fuels our passion and helps us reach even more beauty enthusiasts like yourself. Don't keep all this beauty wisdom to yourself. Share branding beauty with your friends, family and fellow beauty aficionados. Let's build a community of beauty lovers together. For the latest updates and behind the scenes glimpses, follow us on social media at sociallykira.agency. We're always sharing exciting content, so be sure to join the conversation. 